Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are on episode number 43. Oh my god, we made it. We made it past 40. We made it past 10. I'm just happy. I'm just happy we made it past 10. This is great. I know. Everything else is a blessing on top. Yeah, if you've stuck with us till now, we are so truly grateful for all of you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wait, Especially, guys. Yeah. What's does that, if we're at 43, does that mean we're really getting, like, we're 10 weeks away from a whole year of doing this? <gasps> I think so. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Was well, 52 weeks, right? Yeah. Oh my God. A year just down. flies by. Let's pretend we have prepared a, real, a little happy montage of all the times we've had together. Let's take <laughs> a moment. We've spent so much time together, guys. So much time. Like I'm picturing like in the Aminase. Animes. Oh my gosh. They do the little montage of like their love time together. Do, 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 do. And we're Are you in a carriage. Animaniacs? What, what? No. Or anime. 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 Like the like, Asian. Oh, like, the Asian cartoon. After the boy and the girl have been together long enough, they do a little montage of like, we're running through the park. We're in a carriage for eating something. I've never seen that in my life. Okay, just picture any generic love movie. They'll do a montage at one point. So I'm picturing this happy montage with (laughs) us and the viewers of the Modern Yogi Podcast. You know what? We should recreate that and put it on uh, Instagram. (gasps) We should, which brings me to, if you're not following us on Instagram, (laughs) ladies, what should they be doing? Follow us at Modern Yogi Podcast. and Modern Yogi Podcast. And Modern Yogi Podcast. <laughs> and um, so here's a, we, it's a little bit of a housekeeping announcement because uh, we love you guys and we want to continue to do this service for you and with you. But all of our equipment is breaking down. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to be starting a GoFundMe. We have a couple things like the thing that we plug the thing. Okay. Our like producer, the thing of a bobber and the thing yeah. of a bobber and that yeah. thing of a bobber. We don't know any of the technical <laughs> stuff. Our producer deals with all the wires and the doohickeys. So if you can explain <laughs> what we need to get a new version of. I'm just thinking it's the thing that plugs into the other thing. And then we're going to be starting a GoFundMe for that. Producer, sir? Yes, we need a new recording interface and potentially a new preamplifier. So thank you yeah, for your yeah. support. What's your thing in the bobbers? Whatever that is. <laughs> we, we've had the great fortune of being able to start the, this podcast without having to buy much equipment because we already, <laughs> my husband, the producer, already had some stuff. And now <gasps> we're Inter-work like... Interwork relationships. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank we God know. we don't have an HR. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways. We get so. so much trouble if there's an HR for this oh. podcast. <laughs> yeah, check out the behind the scenes if you want to understand why. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for and for all of you who are listening. If you can donate a little bit just to just to keep us going, that would be fantastic for the two thingy mabobbers that, that our producer yeah, mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. Go fund me for thingy mabobbers. Yes. Perfect. Anything else? Any other housekeeping before we do a quick recap? Just we're grateful. They've stuck with us for almost a year. Like we were, we're always just so in awe of this has taken off and it's almost like Krishna just magically brought it all together. So we're thankful. We really are indeed. We are on chapter six episode, or no, chapter six, (laughs) text number 29, but a quick recap. So Krishna talks about a little bit in the last episode about what mood a modern yogi has. And he talks about determination. He talks about a mood of faith. And then if if you want to be a true modern yogi, how do we bring our mind and senses back to focus whenever they wander? And how do we bring it back to the ultimate goal of life, which is developing a beautiful and personal loving relationship with Krishna? Because our mind is going to wander to 75 right. million directions. My mind is wandering right now as I'm speaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, how do we bring it back to the goal of life, the highest stage of perfection, as Krishna right. mentions it? Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Look at that. All, All right. right. So the invocation, ladies. 
Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. You know, I just want to say one thing. Last night when I was like looking over what we were going to read and, and highlighting stuff, I said the invocation prayers before opening the book. And it just made me think the more you really take the intention to really I'm tapping into this whole parampara, this whole line of teacher, disciple, teacher, disciple. And the more you really bring that present, the more realizations will come. The extent to which you fully surrender, that's the extent to which realizations will come. So many times, I don't know, you might open the book. Okay. Got to highlight, got to highlight. I'm, I'm going to record tomorrow. Okay. Whatever. And it's not the same effect. Yesterday, last night, I kind of like, I put the ambiance meditation music, I opened the book. <laughs> I really closed my eyes and intentionally tried to say the invocation prayers and really think my spiritual master is here with the torch of knowledge and he's going to please please illuminate me and I felt it changed the whole mood while reading this you know you know honestly I love that you mentioned it because I always I often have to do the translation right after you guys sing it and I always wanted to be like every single time I'll be like guys that was beautiful <laughs> like when I'm in my car listening it's actually one of my favorite things to listen mm -hmm. to because it sounds so beautiful especially if you're listening in your car and it just like yeah. transports you you can be in a mood of road rage and, <laughs> and then you just listen to the image vacation prayers and it's just like ah yeah. so it sets the right intention yep. right right it's yeah. all about the intention because we're tapping into this really this magical process and whenever i love to look over at you guys when the intro song's playing like we both we we all three do different things to get in our vibes like i can see like Priya and i might be kind of jiggling our shoulders dancing a little shama you have your eyes closed and you're trying to really tap in i have a little picture here of my spiritual master that i look at like we're tapping into this ancient knowledge that is already dormant in our hearts. And we're trying to awaken that. So the more we can surrender, the more that knowledge will blossom in our hearts and come to life. So anyway, I'm just Love grateful to the listeners and to be a part of this magical process of bhakti. Love Woo. it. All right. We are on chapter six, text number 29. A true yogi observes me in all beings and also sees every being in me. Indeed, the self-realized person sees me, the Supreme Lord, everywhere. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, before we start talking about the text? No, no, no. About the text. Because oh, yeah. I just, uh, you know how I had just said that I did the invocation prayers and really tried to set an intention before reading. So when I opened the book, this was the first text that I read and it really hit me in a different way. After doing the prayers intentionally to my spiritual master, please illuminate me. I read this and it just really... Sometimes you read something and, okay, nice, it hits you. But on other times, it really felt like Krishna was there speaking these words. And it almost made me think of, I've never been on an intense, intense drug trip. But it made me think of, like, I don't know, the stereotype that you might see in a movie when someone's on an intense trip and all of a sudden... You're seeing Krishna, truly seeing Krishna in everybody. Mm. And what it says, you, a true yogi observes me, Krishna, in all beings and sees every being and in me. And I almost like, when I read that line, zoom, it came to life almost like as an animation, not an anime, but as, a, <laughs> as an animation, all of a sudden, zoom, 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 zoom. Every being, you could just see Krishna truly present there and every being in Krishna. So it made me think like, 
Krishna really is everywhere. You're tripping out, dude. I was tripping, <laughs> but, but it made me think, right, you can totally achieve the same and even more potent results in a natural way. And that's what we're trying to do through this process. Mm. So it made me think in a very like, I don't know, deep way, this verse really hit me. Like Krishna is truly everywhere. And if you this, let it hit you, it's a deep verse. <laughs> this yeah. verse was the drug. It was the drug. That, that gave you the vision to see. <laughs> yeah. it, it is true. A true yogi observes Krishna in all beings and sees Krishna everywhere, right? And I think if, if we want to do it in the perspective of modern yogis, how do yeah. we do that in our day, like just everyday lives, right? Mm. And so like what I like to do is like, even if you're just driving, right? I put mm -hmm. a little picture of Krishna in my car. So whenever whenever I'm at a stoplight, I sometimes look at him. And if someone does something stupid on the road, I'm like, Krishna, really? This guy, you know, say, like <laughs> I, I'm trying to find ways and they might be silly, but that's also just my personality. It's just like, how do I incorporate Krishna in my life and make it a funny experience mm -hmm. and also just have fun with him as if he's there with me? Like, right. for instance, like there's this one song that I love to karaoke do. And it's the one, it's like the song that I pick every time. Don't judge me, okay? I already know what it is. It's this 50 cent song. It's called 21 Questions, okay? And it, and it's just like, there's this one line in there that goes, Could you love me in a Bentley? Could you love me on a bus? I'll ask 21 questions and they all about us. And I, I sing it to Krishna. You know what I mean? Like, and so like, if we're trying to be modern yogis, I think we need to incorporate everything that we usually do. Like a, a TV show that we're watching or music that we're listening to or like, or just like whatever, like tattoos. For you, it'd be, could you love me if I'm silly? Could you love me if I'm white? Could you love me if I'm on a podcast and I never tell lies? Nope, that was really good. Shamala, <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed as you just, just beep. That, was, that was beautiful. It just that was on the fly. I did not pre-think about that because I had no idea you were going to say that. <laughs> that, that was great, great Thanks, freestyle. Buddy. But do you mean like as modern yogis, right. like it's sometimes hard because there's so much that's thrown at us in mm. terms of just media and advertisements and all that stuff. But if we can, whatever we can control, incorporating Krishna into that, even right. if it's in like silly ways, but you still remember Krishna. Yeah. I, no, go ahead. <laughs> I like that you bring up, Shama, the practical side, because I was thinking about this when I read this text. I was thinking, okay, this could be a total practical practice. Let's all practice truly seeing Krishna in every being. And, you know, right after I read this text last night, my little, I have a cat that I have two and one of them, Neela, he was like purring, purring, and he jumped on my lap. And then we had a moment where he was really purring and looking into my eyes. And I just read this text. So I really looked deeply into his eyes and was trying to see Krishna in Neela. Like Krishna's right there in this little kitty. Mm -hmm. So I felt like there's a very, and we had a deep moment. He was just staring into my eyes and I felt like he could see almost Krishna in me. Maybe I was projecting, <laughs> whatever, but I could see Krishna in him for a moment or I tried. Yeah. So if you're hearing this, then the practice is try to see Krishna in all beings and that might change how you interact with them. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's, that's where I was going to say uh, my, the story I have for y'all. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but I, I lived in San Francisco for like a two, three weeks for mm. this period of time. I did not uh, know that. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Um, and anyways, I was going to like downtown San Francisco to meet up with an, an, a group of devotees, you know, and um, I merged into this street. I don't know San Francisco's roads very well, but anyways, I was driving, I merged into this road and the car that was ahead of me was driving a bit slow. So when I merged, mm. I was kind of close to them, but it was all safe. I wasn't going too fast or anything. Well, as I kept driving, I noticed the car starts following me. Like it slowed down, moved to the lane left huh. of me and starts following me. Uh -oh. And I was on the phone with my husband Ruh -ruh. at that time. 
And I was like, oh, I think this person is following me. He's like, what? Why would anyone be following you? I'm like, I have no idea, but I think this person is following me. Anyway, so this person follows me all the way to downtown San Francisco. Uh Whoa. And it's a lady. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. So anyways, I park. I did a parallel park situation. She drives up and parks in a way where I can't even get out of my door. Uh Uh-oh. Right? What the heck? Yeah. I mean, in that moment, like someone could get angry. They could right. all the things. Right. And I was just like, okay, let's see what's going on. So mm-hmm. right. she's furiously like <sighs> tapping, like open your window, you know, oh like she's still God. in her car. So I'm like, hi, how can I help you? <laughs> you know, like what's happening? And, and I think, I mean, the story goes on, but I think the sentiment here is like, I, I took the time to see that what she was as a person rather than see the aggression of her right, actions. Right. Nice. You know, um, I, I, she, I let her talk and she said, well, do you know that, uh, do you understand what, how to, uh, drive into like a yield situation? Oh my God. And woman. I said, yes. And she said, well, you were driving, um, you got really close. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. But I was still driving within the speed limit. So, and uh, you know, you're fine. I'm fine. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was a slight miscalculation of my right. speed at right. best, but I was following all the rules. And um, she's like, very like, she started sharing how a lot of people do this and it's not okay. And mm. this is her neighborhood. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, that must be really difficult. Right. You know, but this lady is ag- <laughs> like, she's aggressive towards me at this point. Right, and I'm just right. like trying to say, so I feel like in this verse, I think like, it, Wait, so, what happened? You didn't finish the story before you go into the verse. I'm like at the edge of my seat. <laughs> well, um, uh, she she was very condescending. She kept uh, calling me sweetheart and uh-huh. like all these, you know, yeah. young lady and all of that. <laughs> and I don't think she was that much older than me, but I do look young. Anyways, um, she's blocking my way. I said, um, well, if you want to have a conversation with me, how about you get out of your car and you let me get out and we can have a civil conversation, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, well, how do I know you're not going to just drive off? I'm like, you don't know but I'm telling you that I'll get out of my car and have a conversation with me yeah. right like it's human decency I'm I'm giving you that and so we get out of the car you're really practicing patience at this point <laughs> no wow I'm so scared yeah so we get out of the car she parks somewhere near me and she gets out of the car and she starts again with the same story and <sighs> I listen and I, I I try to be patient but by the end I I, I just you know I had to go yeah. <laughs> it had been a while so I said you know I understand you're frustrated I don't live here I don't this won't happen again with you and me don't worry you were not affected I was not affected I think we should move on yes but you should understand she was so upset and I said listen if you're going to be upset I can say that I can be similarly upset about the fact that you've been accosting me what is that the right word yeah 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 Yeah. you literally caged me in my car what I couldn't get out if I called the cops right now I would have a position to stand on and you would not so Mm. I recommend that you get back in your car (laughs) and you let me go on with my day yeah she had nothing to say so wow (laughs) touche But <laughs> I was riveted by that story the whole time. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think I think the the point I was trying to make here is that sometimes uh, our senses, right, how we feel about something, the, whatever it's fear, anger, whatever the emotions might be, get the mm-hmm. best of us, and we forget to see the person. Mm-hmm. And I could see that this person was concerned. 
right? Like mm-hmm. it, it started with being concerned. She was concerned for about her safety, for her safety and the general safety of that intersection. And yeah. who knows? Most of the time, it's not even about the problem the person brings up. She had a bad day or who her knows? whatever sister, friend got in an accident because of that or whatever. Yeah. They don't tell she has you. Trauma she's trauma with that yield sign. Yeah. She has trauma with the yield sign. She's triggered for some reason. And right. for me, your story depicts two things. One is, yeah, always respond with kindness, yeah. no matter what the situation. Mm-hmm. And two, it made me think of how we've spoken before. Spread the the gap between stimulus and response. So you yep. had a choice to like react with fire with fire, right? right? But you just, okay, let me listen to you. Finally, you did put a boundary at the end and I think that's healthy. But till then, you yeah. gave her a lot of time. You totally took a deep breath and that's what we're trying to practice as bhakti yogis. And trying to see that Krishna's in their heart too, right? Yeah. Yep. This yeah. person has the ability of being a good, nice, kind person and they might not always choose that or they might not always have the ability to do so, but it doesn't mean that you should do the same that yep. we should see Krishna exactly. in people's heart wait sorry go ahead go, no go ahead, go ahead wait have you guys seen this sh- new show on Netflix called Beef <laughs> no I was about to bring up another Netflix show so after okay. you what's Beef okay so Beef <laughs> is essentially this new show with Ali Wong one of my favorite comedians and she gets into a road rage accident episode one road rage accident between her and another guy we're not promoted by any of these shows but if you guys are hearing and want to promote us if you're associated <laughs> we are accepting sponsors we need equipment Netflix if you could sponsor our podcast Podcast, that would be wonderful. <laughs> but anyway, so episode one, she gets into this little road rage, very tiny, like road rage accident, like incident. They nobody nobody got hurt, nobody got hit, but it built so much aggression between these two characters. And the entire season is about that one incident Whoa. and how a little bit of anger can consume can you, consume wow, you right. and literally destroy your life. If they had actually like listened to this verse and like saw Krishna and the other person and acted with compassion and love, wow. like we could avoid so many accidents. You guys need to be philanthropists and promote our podcast. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. To everybody. That's hilarious. <laughs> <And> Netflix. <laughs> but do you you know what I mean? Like, it's just like this, yeah. if we can try to right. see people, like the, the the godliness, the Krishna in every single person, we can right. avoid so much. And there's so much stuff happening in America right now mm. where people are just shooting people Ugh. just for going into the wrong driveway or going into the wrong car. You know what I mean? There's right. Everyone is so, so afraid and so antsy and just mm. like so trigger happy that it's just like people aren't taking a moment to stop and really understand the consequences or understand that we're all human beings and yeah. we're all trying Right. our best and we all have a little bit of Krishna inside of us and if we could see that in the forefront first before we take that that action right, right. the stimulus and response thing that you exactly. said Shamali, it would change the entire world yeah, yeah. and I, I was just thinking about what you're saying and, and you know I don't want to get into the politics of anything but a lot of the shootings that have been happening and a lot of the right. situations but also a lot of the, the cops uh, sh- hurting people without you know out of concern, right? They're like, finding put it that an way. outlet to channel their own inner violence, uh, well, rage, hatred, sure, whatever but, it is. Yeah. But also, like, what would happen if we just, when we got the opportunity to meet someone, we gave them the benefit of the doubt at first? Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Right away. Mm-hmm. Like, give them the benefit of the doubt. What would happen in these situations if you just ask a couple of questions and give a little space, right? right. If you see them as people and not right. just immediately as danger. I know sometimes in some professions, that's not something you can do, mm-hmm. right. but I just, yeah, I just, I like the idea of people, people being able to recognize the, you know, the goodness of right. someone, the potential goodness of someone 
without before you know them. Oh, 100%. You know? Even yeah. if they don't give you goodness at first, they might give you a sharp, sassy exactly. response. But potential responding, goodness. Potential, exactly. Yeah. you respond with kindness, which reminds me of the show Ted Lasso. <laughs> very yes. good. Great that show. Is, not Netflix, but Apple, if you want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apple TV, us. if you want to sponsor the money. Yeah, well, we need many thingamabobbers to replace. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Ted Lasso has so many different people left and right that give him like anger and and like condescending comments but he just responds with good-hearted mm. kindness and he just stays true to his nature and spreads kindness and it comes back you start seeing this. him evolve and you know i honestly think bakta ted would be bakta a great ted. yogi, ted yogi ted. and i love that because you start seeing potential modern yogis in everybody krishna's yeah. present in everybody if you start seeing something in this creation as oh that's not krishna conscious that's not spiritual at all yeah that's just your vision you can see krishna everywhere Shamal, yeah. you just blew my mind Mind. I didn't even <laughs> think of Ted Lasso as like a per like a really good modern oh, yogi. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show yeah. because I think Me it's too. showing people the opportunity of how to be different than we're used to seeing uh -huh. everyone behaving, right? How to respond in a kind non-attacked way like yeah. I, i've never seen any other character on tv do it so, yeah. Yeah. so just just yeah. to take you a step back ted lasso is a show <laughs> on apple tv where it's essentially <laughs> just for people who don't know right it's uh, essentially a an american uh football, football, coach, football coach but he has no idea about football really so he, no no, they, no he, i mean or he, sorry he's a football coach that is put into i was thinking football in spanish yes, which is yes, soccer yes, in english yes, I, yes. I figured that's why i was like wait yes. he doesn't yeah he's Latinas a football here. coach that is asked to coach a soccer team in, in England. England. Go right. on. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's coaching this, uh, English soccer team and they're, the entire cast is filled with just men who are on this soccer team. Right. And he has to deal with so many different personalities. Go ahead. Yeah. And he, and he was put in that position almost to fail. They, it was almost yeah. like yeah. a joke. They, they hired him because they kind of wanted the team to fail right. and he managed to bring everyone together with positivity, kindness, yeah. and like, like being a great example of a mm -hmm. wonderful human being. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're not into soccer, even if you're not into football, even if you're not into sports, Which it's I'm not, not about any of that. I don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> right, right. But I, you know what I love? I also love the the positive masculinity that's oh, portrayed yes. in that show. That's why I like to watch it mm. because it's nice. It's a different thing that I've never seen before. Right. And, but also everything that comes at him, like, like what you were saying, you're like aggression and insults and yeah, whatever. People are like, yeah, wank, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Can we say that? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Say wank. Sorry. I, I'm not it again. Let's, let's stop saying it. <laughs> I don't no. even know what that means. I, you're right. Because usually it has no weight for me because I'm not British. Um, yeah, so I don't it, know how bad of a word that is. We'll discuss it offline. Let's if keep there going. Are okay. British viewers, we apologize. We don't understand the gravity I'm of that word. We're sorry. That does not make it better please stop <laughs> so funny but anyway, okay. anyway so he literally is the um the epitome of like seeing krishna and everyone yeah right? yeah oh my god yes they're That's back to yogis and they don't even know it there's a journalist that says at one point in season three <laughs> <laughs> a journalist in season three was saying like he sees what ted has been doing and the trajectory of his actions and at one point he says oh my god through barely almost imperceivable moments you've created this community culture through love and kindness that is going to work is going to pay off and he's talking about the strategy and the sport but 
when we when we throw love and kindness out, we're just creating a dynamic that'll just continue deepening and deepening and having profound results in all of our relationships and our personal lives. I love it. So back to the purport. Yeah, is there anything from the purport that we want to there mention? Is. That is relevant to the verse, guys. Relevant to the verse. Thanks, Shamasita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. It says a Krishna conscious person can see Krishna in the heart of both the mm. believer and non-believer. Right? I love so that. This is not a distinction between oh, just because you believe in Krishna or you understand about the soul, I will exactly. treat you differently than if you don't, if you are atheist or Christian, Muslim, whatever it might be. Mm. No, no, this is not about that. We understand that you have God in you and we respect mm-hmm. you regardless. Yes. Yeah. No, even if they are a different religion, even if they're an atheist, you treat them with the same level of respect and love and just know that Krishna is also just dormant in their hearts as well. Yeah, just yeah. waiting for them to turn around. Yep. He's in the heart, like you said, the believer, the non-believer, the dog, the sage, the ant, yeah. the elephant, in everybody. Yet it's cool to think that he's not affected by the the material exterior of the being that he's situated within. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know and what you, I mean. You, it drives me crazy sometimes where there's some spiritual past where, like, if you don't believe in my God, you're going, you're to, gonna go hell. to hell, and I feel sorry for you. Yeah. I, like someone literally said that to me. Yeah, well, I've been told. Yeah, I've been told yeah. the same. Thing. Oh my God, isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. there's so much in common. No, honestly, the three of us who <laughs> have lived very different lives yes. have been told the same thing. Have come across someone who in our lives so, who said to us that mm-hmm. if you're not practicing what I'm practicing, you're going to hell. Yeah. Right. And that is not the approach of a modern yogi. Which is why I've always loved Krishna consciousness, the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhakti philosophy, yep. you know, however you want to phrase it. I've always loved it because I am in by nature very inclusive. Right. And I cannot fathom the idea that just because you have a slightly different personality right. or different thought process that you would not have the grace of God. Right. Oh, yeah. And you know? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. And that's a beautiful way to say it because it's true, right? And yeah, many the spiritual paths, even if it's not in the spiritual text, the followers might say, like you said, Shama, you're going to hell if you don't follow this. But the beautiful thing about bhakti yoga, and I don't think like, okay, like true, true followers of all spiritual paths won't see it that way, you know? <laughs> but I think the nice thing about bhakti yoga is that Srila Prabhupada, the one that brought it to the West, did say that whether you're a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, whatever religion you are, you can use this philosophy of bhakti yoga to take your personal relationship with whatever name you call God, you can use this to take it to a deeper level. So you can be a Christian and study the knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita to deepen your relationship with God, whatever religious path you're on. Yeah, also, I mean, as part of Krishna consciousness, and I'm not sure if we'll get more into this as we go on in the text, but we we have this um, this vision of the universe, right? And in the universe, there are different planets, and the different mm-hmm. planets also. And this is going to be. I'm going to try to explain it to the best of my ability. But there's different planets, and they're for all kinds of people with all kinds of desires, beliefs, and everything. So, for mm-hmm. example, um, my grandmother, who is a Christian Catholic, I am. I always get it wrong, so I say both just in case. Um, <laughs> so she's a Christian Catholic. Christian Catholic. Like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. It's your grandma, um, dude. You should just ask. I think I have. I just have really bad memory. I'm so sorry. I, she's like, I'm actually Jewish. No, she never yeah. asked. <laughs> no, actually, I think it is the, the the the. I think the way that the way it's confusing to me is because she actually said something like it's the same. Or, she, she responded in a way that kind of left me confused. So, anyways, Christian Catholic. Yeah, um, sure. So, for example, my grandmother, she's followed her practices from a young age. She's always gone to church. She reads her Bible, all of those things. As a devotee of Krishna, as a person who practices bhakti yoga, 
um, I don't see that as uh, like a bad thing. Right. If anything, we understand that she, if following her prescribed instruct, like her particular right, right. path, if she does it the way that Jesus says, or mm -hmm. the Bible says, or the way that it is set, stated, if she does that religiously or like follows it very wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. then we know that she will achieve living in a beautiful heaven-like place. It's not where Krishna is. It's mm -hmm. like another planet where you get to enjoy and live. And so it's not to say that they're working in vain. We don't right. believe that. We believe everyone's working for the particular purpose of one day getting closer and closer to Krishna. Mm -hmm. And we, that starts maybe with the son of God, Jesus, yeah. or it starts, mm -hmm. you know, it starts in a different Allah, way. Or, it's yeah. interesting because even Jesus said that he talked about giving praise to my father, he would speak about my yeah, father, you know? know, so he is his father. Who is his father? <laughs> so it's not in contradiction to bhakti yoga principles because we're just outlining, delineating the path to go to the father, right? Right. Yeah. It's interesting. But Priya, you make a very good point because it, the practices which you do on a daily basis will take you to different destinations. And that's yes. an important point. So in Bhakti, for us, we consider the topmost destination to be where you can have these spontaneous loving interactions with Krishna, not the mood of just awe and reverence. Oh, my Lord, like that's good to have respect. But we, we believe going to the spiritual world this particular part where we can have these spontaneous loving interactions is the highest. So our path is going to give you the steps, how to get to where we believe is the topmost place where you can experience the deepest, mm -hmm. most intimate, loving relationship with Krishna. Yep. Yeah. Another benefit of it is that um, we don't have birth, death or disease right. in our heaven. Um, and so if, if I understand correctly and you guys can correct yeah. me, um, but if I'm wrong, but, uh, the different, let's say like someone who follows Jesus Christ very sincerely, they go to a heavenly planet where they get to reap the results of their service and their good. Right. And then after Which that. Which would be side note, similar to if you worship any demigods, yes, you anyone go to else. the heavenly planet, you right. know. Demigods or other, whoever. It You're a Lakshmi, really. Lakshmi supporter. Then exactly. You go to, Durga, yeah. whoever it might be, right. that's the There's same. There's a right? heavenly realm, you're saying. There's like different planets. Right. Yeah. So like different heavenly places. And so um, you go there, but then that good karma kind of expires at some point. Right, because you're not fully you, beyond that. You're still in the in the material energy. Right, and then you come back to earth and mm -hmm. then you get another opportunity. And so the wonderful thing about bhakti yoga is that ideally you're doing all this effort to get to know Krishna better and you're becoming a better person and all this stuff. And then you get to a place where you never have to come back to the Don't material world right. where they're suffering and all of that. Right, right. because even though we've talked about this before, even the demigods... Uh, they're still within the material realm. So yeah. they, they themselves have to still at one point try to go back home, back to their eternal mm -hmm. destination. I mean, have you seen they get angry? Yeah. Uncontrollably so. Yeah. They get jealous, like Indra was jealous. Right, right. Uh, of Krishna. This is a story from another time, for another right. time. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's good to understand kind of our position, what we can do, how Krishna is in everyone. And then right. it, it also talks about, and it says here, the Lord has primarily two energies, the, mm. spir the spiritual or superior and the material or inferior. The right. living entity, so us, are although we are part of the superior energy, so part so of like Krishna's soul, superior right? energy, we are conditioned by the inferior energy, meaning right. that we're, we're kind of like still interested and enjoying and all these other right. things that kind yep. of bring us suffering too, right? Right, that's kind of like the saying, we're a spiritual being having a material or a human experience, right? Yes. So we're still part of our soul as a part of the superior 
eternal energy, but we're covered over by a gross material body, by the modes of material nature in this material world. Right. Yeah. yeah. I always like imagine, I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's a, there's a picture of Krishna as Vishnu. So Krishna as Vishnu is mm-hmm. the one that has like the forearms. Right. And it's like just Krishna in disguise. Okay. Think about it. Like, <laughs> it's a different version just of Krishna. Just a different version of Krishna. And he is like laying out in like in the middle of the galaxies, like in the mm-hmm. universe. There's one picture. You can probably like type in Vishnu in the middle of galaxies and find this picture on Google. On Google Images. <laughs> I feel like you could. But anyways, I always picture that when we're talking about like being part of Krishna, because I always imagine we're like the little specks that are like magnetically attracted to Krishna, right. but we're all also independent. Like mm-hmm. I can envision us being a part of and separate. Right. I don't know if that helps. No, that does. Kind of, right. It's a good visual. But the positive side of what Priya you brought up about the superior and mater- inferior energy or the spiritual and material is that ultimately every living entity is situated in Krishna one way or another. So we talked about in this verse, Krishna's in everyone, which means the Lord Krishna being the source of all beings. He's like the mother, the maintainer. So as the mm. mother, Krishna is neutral to all different kinds of children. We're all his children. So whether you know about it or not, whether you believe or not, Krishna's going to be impartial to you. He's going to be neutral. Sorry, neutral, I meant. He's going to be neutral to you. I guess impartial, impartial works too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be neutral to you and accepting of everybody. Because like the mother, he might have just connected more with one person because they're putting more effort, but doesn't mean he loves them more. I he mean, wants everyone. Do you think Krishna has favorites? I don't think so. <laughs> Truly not. <laughs> Someone's going to get just like, yes, me. Listeners <laughs> <laughs> of the Modern Yogi podcast, you're all his favorites. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he does have a special place in his heart for devotees because we're actually taking the time to, to like, get to like, know him. Yeah, it's a relationship. I talked about this with my dad and my dad was saying, it's like the child who like will always make the time to go visit their parents. They have a deeper connection maybe because yeah. they're just cultivating it more, but doesn't mean that parent for the child that's lost and never comes to visit, they still yearn to see them. They long for them. They that's miss them. That's a good them. analogy. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a very There's good a, analogy. Yeah, I was thinking more like best friends, but that's a way better analogy because I was thinking like the people that make the most effort in your life and you feel like you make the most effort, those people you feel the most connected to right. for yeah. the same way like a devotee who makes a lot of effort to get to know Krishna Krishna's like mm-hmm. I'm here for you I'm there but the motherly or mm-hmm. the fatherly example is even greater because every other kid does not get loved any less mm-hmm. it just so happens that you might have a closer relationship with that one yeah. that misses you the more, more the, often the parent misses the one that yeah. doesn't miss right. yeah. my that's dad, such a good, good yeah analogy. my dad from there told me a story that's in the bible about the son that was lost and this was back in the times when things were more conventional so a, a child like abandoning their parents was almost like unheard of it was sacrilegious mm. so the kid went off and did his own thing and the others were helping the father with at the farm and grow all the crops and do all the things when the one lost son finally came back the father threw a huge celebration for the son mm. that came back and the one other son that was always there told him but what about us we've been here the whole time he left you but doesn't mean the father's like no but i'm so happy he came back i was missing him so much mm. and that's like krishna when there's a beautiful story when finally this devotee comes back and goes to the spiritual world krishna hugs him and says where have you been i've been waiting to see mm. you you know so he loves everybody he's like the mother and maintainer it says in the purport so he is truly everyone's best friend. All right. That's really lovely place to end this. Shamali, is there anything else you want to say about this first? <laughs> <laughs> or 
or or can you say it in the next person? Well, the devil on my shoulder. <laughs> I, that was a beautiful way. To that end was a great beautiful. analogy. It was beautiful. That's a great way to end that. Shamasangitel <laughs> <laughs> always wants to move on to the next text. The last line of the purple is just this vision of equality is perfect in a person in Krishna consciousness. So this verse also talks about equality because Krishna is in everyone. So seeing true everyone equality. the same. Yes, mm-hmm. that's all. Wonderful. Chapter six. <laughs> no, that's all. That's all. <laughs> Wonderful. Chapter six, text number 30. Actually, this verse is my favorite verse in the entire Gita. This is the first verse I ever heard. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I love it. Okay. For the one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, mm. nor is he ever lost to me. Mm-hmm. And so the me here is Krishna, right? So mm, the, the right. one who sees Krishna everywhere and sees everything in Krishna, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. Mm. This, okay, when I was like, maybe like, I want to say like nine years old and uh, I was at this like Hindu temple in Toronto or New York. I can't remember one of them, but, um, but I saw this on a giant plaque uh, posted at the, the front of the temple. Mm. And I was like, who's me? Is that, is it me? I was like, <laughs> I didn't understand who me was. Right. And then I realized later it was Krishna, but this, this is a verse that I wanted to get tattooed on me actually, because oh. I just like, I love this verse so much. And it's like for one, for the one who can see Krishna in everywhere and everything, he is never lost. And to us and nor is like, Krishna losing us. It's Mm -hmm. it's just this beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. verse that is so powerful. It reminds me of something that my spiritual master quoted. Martin Luther said about uh, the Lord's name wasn't just written in the scriptures, but also written on the trees, written in the leaves, written all over in nature. It's not just in the books. It's not the books that gives us the spirituality. The Mm. books help us get to that place where we can see Krishna in everything because he's everywhere, truly. Yeah. When I was 14, uh, I did this like long study of the Bhagavad Gita. I think I was 14, 15, something like that. And uh, I was really young. So I didn't really, I I think I I loved it, but I didn't capture everything as much as I would have wanted to. But I remember one thing that was said, and I think that's a good thing to remember. But some, uh, the teacher asked me one day, he's like, what's the whole point of the Bhagavad Gita? Hmm. Imagine at 15 years old, someone asked you that uh, question. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to put a little more time to study, yeah. but I couldn't watch But the that. fact that someone asked you that so early is like, also yeah. shows what progress you've made in a past life for you to even get posed that question. I mean, I had no idea. I was like just staring What'd at him like say? a lost puppy. I don't remember what I said, but he said to me, you have to remember this. Hmm. The, the whole point of the Bhagavad Gita is... Um, always remember Krishna, mm. never forget Krishna. Wow. Mm. That's yeah. powerful. And I was just like, okay, that's you what like we soiled yourself. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> that's what we read. I'm like, I feel like we read a lot more than that, but that's what you're saying. You know, at 15, yeah. like not everything kind of clicks in. But now that mm. I, like, now that we're doing this again, right? Yeah. And I've done this a few times since then, but now I'm like, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Always remember Krishna, never forget Krishna. That's, that's Krishna consciousness. Exactly. And what you're saying is kind of in the beginning of the purport because it says someone might see all the separate manifestations of material energy. There's so many things in this world that we might think, ah, that does has nothing to do with Krishna. But in each and every instance, we're conscious that Krishna is an integral part of that, of every single manifestation mm-hmm. in this world, because everything comes from Krishna. Like literally nothing can exist without Krishna. He's yeah. the Lord of everything. Yeah. yeah. You wake up in the morning, you see the sun, you think of Krishna. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, eat Apple Jacks, 
Christian probably is that what you did this morning? I did. I did have some apple pie to me. Like, where's she going? Just wrapped up. Wake up in the morning. You brush your teeth. You say Krishna. Yeah, wake up in the morning. You put on your pants. The water in the toothbrush is a Krishna. You know what I'm saying? The apple jacks. Krishna harvested those apples. I don't think those are real apples and apple jacks. But you know what I mean? Like trying to find, even in our crazy lives as modern yogis, if we try to see Krishna in every, like in the traffic jam, in the, in the things, the songs on the radio, you know what I mean? And that might be hard. So for like, for now, if this is something you feel like would be too hard to do, maybe just think of Krishna every time you see a sunrise or a sunset. Mm. You right. know, because right. start with the basics. Start with the basics. Because yeah. when you see the sunrise or the sunset, it's so incredibly beautiful, right? There's every single day. Yeah. It's right. just nature and it's every day. And like, I mean, yeah, I would say two things do it that with nature, sunrise, sunset, and then with people, because we talked about yes. people getting mad. Do it the next time someone gets mad at you and throws darts your way. Take a deep breath and try to see if they're just hurting and they're just a reflection of what's going on within, but Krishna's in their heart. You know, Ted Lasso says, take a deep breath and count to 10. And if you're still upset, I'll uh, take another deep breath and count to 10 again. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Back to 10. Back to 10. Um, you know, there's um, one part. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something else? Oh, no, no. Go on. Go ahead, okay. One part of the purport that I highlighted and I just wrote love because <laughs> um, as my footnote, it just describes such a beautiful loving relationship with Krishna because the first part says how like, okay, developing love of Krishna is a position that goes even beyond. It's transcendental to material liberation because, you know, we've talked about we're trying to get out of this rat race. Okay, very good. We want to get out of here. But even beyond getting out of here to the place where we truly belong is love of Krishna. And that can be achieved even here. We can make heaven on earth if we love Krishna. So then they say, and this is the part that I wrote love at this stage of Krishna consciousness. <laughs> I highlighted the exact same thing. And that's what I, I would have said. So love it. Priya and I oftentimes, yeah, you'll start speaking. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This go, one. Go, go, okay, go. okay. 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 At this stage of Krishna consciousness, beyond self-realization, the devotee becomes one with Krishna in the sense that Krishna becomes everything for the devotee and the devotee becomes full in loving Krishna. An intimate relationship between the Lord and the devotee then exists. I love that. I love that. that. That's so beautiful. There's there's, there's this, it reminds me of like seeing Krishna everywhere and, and like what I love about this verse is I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. Meaning like Krishna mm-hmm. doesn't forget us, right? Mm-hmm. There's We have this friend um, who who was in prison for a couple of years, but he cultivated this, this love of Krishna while he was in prison. And he, he said this one thing to me that he was like, I've, because I developed this love, loving relationship with Krishna, I was freer than I've ever been outside Mm -hmm. of prison. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he was, everything was about Krishna while he was in that jail cell. You know what I mean? He prayed in the morning. He chanted his rounds. He offered things like he did everything. And he was so happy Mm -hmm. during that time. And mm. it was, it just reminded me of like seeing Krishna and everything can literally yeah. turn he- like, like ev- everything into heaven. Yeah. That's yeah. So beautiful. yeah. Because it makes me think we live in our own prisons of the mind every single day. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a physical prison, but your mind is free, you're freer than you'll ever be. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. rhyming left yeah. and right. Yeah. Than you'll ever be. Yeah. I, I like, like what you were saying. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And, and part of what you said, Shamli, what you read about the self-realization, like, so it says mm-hmm. beyond self-realization. So, right. so the first step is really just like understanding ourselves right? right and i think that is important to the first step to get to that is awareness right mm, awareness yep. of who we are right right like what we feel what we need understanding right because if we're not aware with our own body how can we understand beyond that right, right. and so i don't know i just thought about that because i feel like I, awareness is something that's been coming on in my life and like right. such a huge impactful way sometimes we live life 
in like autopilot. Right. And we're not so aware of, you know. Right. No, I love that. And you know what immediately popped into my head when you said that is in ice skating. And I've said before, I used to be a competitive ice skater and the nerves before competition were very strong to the point Mm. where I couldn't barely eat before. I was so nervous. And I was reading a book about sports psychology and they were saying that sometimes Buddhist monks say when they're feeling a strong emotion like nerves, they say, oh, hello, my old friend. Mm. They welcome it. Thank you for coming back to prepare my body. You're here to give me a surcharge of energy and prepare me, kind of like you name it. So Uh, whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling anger, take a deep breath, recognize it. So that's why, Priya, when you say awareness, it's so important to be aware, to take that observer position and observe your emotions as they arise and not buy into it. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I love that. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I think... um, it, the the context of this verse is that Krishna never disappears from mm. the side of the devotee and nor yeah. does a devotee ever lose sight of Krishna. So we're always like Aww. in constant awareness of each other and right. always present for each other, right? I love that. Shamli, want to wrap us up? <laughs> yeah, 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 I do want to wrap us up. No, Priya, I was thinking what you said. Yoga means union. So exactly, mm. the whole point of it is we're in constant union with Krishna. Connection. And the last line in this purport says, such a yogi turns into a pure devotee and cannot bear to live for a moment without seeing the Lord within himself. Because Krishna's always in our hearts. Oh, Hashtag goals. Oh. Love that. So uh, remember, always remember Krishna. Never, never forget, forget him. Krishna. Beautiful. Him. Your teacher back then would be so proud, Priya. Oh. You got it. 15 years. You got it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are so happy that you followed along. And we acknowledge Krishna in all of your hearts and Krishna in our hearts in this beautiful union as you tuned into the podcast. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at modern yogi podcast and if you love what you're hearing please make sure to share a link to our podcast at modern yogi podcast with all your friends families and long lost cousins and if you have any questions at all send us a dm on instagram at modern yogi podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you thank you for listening to the The Modern modern yogi